Nine minutes it is. It's our tech conversation. Nine minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's our tech conversations. And uh, as I said, I'm joined on the line by Aiden Jean. He's the CEO and founder of Funder. Aiden, I certainly hope we have you on a better line. Good evening. Yes, apologies for that. I don't know what happened. Good evening to you and your listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I was saying earlier on. I mean, uh, certainly a lot has been made about the uh, government loan guarantee and the difficulty that SMMEs have in accessing that. Uh, and it seems your unique selling point here as funder in this partnership with Telcom Business is the convenience and the seamlessness of your onboarding application process, which uh, many entrepreneurs, by the experience, would say they don't find the same when they go to some of their banks. Yeah. So you know what we see. I think it's a worldwide. We're worldwide problem. Right? It's not just a South African problem. Where unfortunately the banks, you know, I always say I'm the biggest fan of the banking institutes in South Africa, but unfortunately, I don't think they have the risk appetite and the and the, and and the ability and want to service these small businesses. And unfortunately, I mean that is that is where that is what the market demands. You know, I mean we currently seen um, an average an average loan of 130 plus minus um, on our book. You know, and the national credit regulator states that. Most businesses, unfortunately, shut down within their first two years because of inability to access working capital. And unfortunately, the ticket size of these of these SMEs that they want, that the loan size that they actually require to carry on operations in the business, is just not big enough or palatable enough for the banks to look at. So it's given rise to a lot of uh, fintech startups such as Thunder to fill in that gap. And maybe let's talk about Funder just for a second. I mean, uh, you've indicated, I guess, the gap that you guys have filled. But uh, uh, talk to me about the offering that you have and uh, I guess uh, which uh, segments of the market you feel it best serves. So what we do is we formed Funder because obviously the the big gap in the market, like I said, uh, there's currently estimated to be 86 billion rand funding gap in South Africa. And that was pre-COVID. Uh, the latest statistics have not come out yet post-COVID to actually the funding gap that's currently happening in the SME market. But what we do is we provide uh, a really quick turnaround time. I and mean, We have a 24-hour turnaround, turnaround time between application to disbursement of funds. Uh, we provide working capital to small businesses, um, 20 to 500,000 in size, uh, 3 to 12 months in term. Uh, one of the nice unique points about us is that, A, we actually bespoke a debit order or a repayment structure that best suits the business's turnover. What, we, what we've been seeing is if, if the banks would provide finance to a business, they would just run a monthly debit order. What would happen at the end of the month? You've got to pay rent, you've got to pay salaries, and you've got to pay the bank, and you've got to pay creditors. Everything gets cramped up to the end of the month, um, and businesses fall deeper into pressure. So what we do is we, we analyze. We have, a, we have an automated model. Algorithm sits at the back and analyzes the cash flow patterns of the business. If the business receives money every week, we'll do a small weekly debit order. If there's, if there's daily, uh, daily revenue coming into the business, we'll choose a daily debit order. We'll construct a debit order that would best suit the business's cash flow. Another important thing that we do is we don't only look at traditional data. We also like to look at alternative data. What that helps us, what that helps us do is have a holistic view of the business. You know, one of the one of the things that we are proud of, we are the only SME lender in the current market that analyzes social media and activity, social media activity, and we plug it into our scorecard because you know um, you've got to keep up with the times. I it mean, doesn't so, sound yeah. too good, Aiden. I mean, it doesn't sound if if you guys are going to be sort of trolling my Instagram account uh, to uh, see, I guess, how much I spend or 
or sort of uh, what kind of persona I have there and then score that for my credit. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I don't sound, too, it doesn't sound so, too comfortable. Yeah, sure. So I understand. I understand what you're saying, but it's actually the opposite, right? We actually look at the business account and we see the engagement rate. You see how much you promote online, how much... You, how many specials? Okay. How much specials you're running? Because we see and we have seen in the past a positive correlation between social media activity and future revenue. You know, if a business is proactive, mm-hmm. if it creates specials, if it advertises online, if it engages with customers, most chances are it's great. It has a good, strong customer base, and these customers will come back and it will be a returning business um, for the SME. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I guess uh, that, that's one data point and uh, I disturbed you there as you were still unpacking, I guess, the other pieces of data that you would uh, put together in order to uh, um, sort of score the credit of some of your consumers. Maybe if you can continue on that. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, social media is definitely one element. We, we obviously still do look at traditional data. Uh, we look at the financial well-being of the business, whether it be management account financials, we, we look at a uh, six-month bank statement. We, we need to analyze the inflows and outflows of the business. You know, the bank statement tells the clearest picture. Uh, we also look at lease agreements. Actually, so we, we draw a lot of data from the lease agreement. We look at that statement. Um, you know, there's a hundred different data points that we plug into our system um, that gives us a score. Essentially, this, this funder score, it's a proprietary scoring um, that we've developed at the back end, and it gives a score from zero to 100, and um, that score, that first of all, determines if the business is accepted or not accepted. And if it is accept- accepted, which pricing tier? Because we don't believe that every business should pay the same, right? We believe mm-hmm. that stronger businesses should access cheaper finance. And on top of that, we believe that businesses that perhaps are not that financially strong can come onto us, maybe not be priced at the highest pricing tier, and build an internal record for us so we can continue to service them and potentially tap into cheaper finance. Um, mm. Yeah, we've seen like a retention rate of, of over 60, over 60%, meaning more than half of people that apply with us land up coming back to us for additional funding. Yeah, yeah. I find it quite interesting that you've partnered here with Telcom Business and uh, sort of the new form of Yellow Pages. Uh, I remember a few years ago speaking uh, to the CEO at Telcom, and uh, he was saying that uh, the yellow pages are going to shift uh, from that thick book that would be delivered every year into something else. Um, uh, talk to me about that element of uh, your offering now and uh, what value that might have for entrepreneurs. Yeah, so we partnered up, like you, like you said, with Telcom. Uh, Telcom is, has constructed a financial services element, um, and we are essentially, we've partnered with them to provide uh, working capital and term loans to their uh, to the to the client base, you know, whether it's um, a new client or an existing client. Um, one of the biggest uh, advantages for us is that we partner up with Yellow Pages. Yellow Pages, what they do is they've kind of shifted the way they do things. I mean, I can't exactly speak for them, but, you know, they, they've got this um, package called Yellow Mascot, which, which drew our attention straight away um, for a couple of reasons. One of the main reasons is that they're helping businesses um, move online, uh, especially um, in this corona world. I think it's, it's very, it's empirical for, in, for businesses to move online. Uh, they help them setting up a website, social media assistance, um, search engine optimization. We found that a lot, of the, a lot of the things that they assist businesses with, 
we score on, meaning that mm. the more work they do, the more ability it allows businesses um, to get access to finance with us. So what we said, we said, okay, perfect. We'll analyze that data if it's an existing customer. If it's a new customer, if we onboard them, we'll cover six months of the of the 12-month uh, yellow mouse part package. The value is uh, $999 rand a month. So we said we'll incur that cost. Uh, that way we're helping small businesses with working capital and we're helping them go online, increase their marketing, increase their search engine optimization. Hopefully, two companies coming together to provide a holistic package. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk about the, the sizes here of uh, what you're offering and uh, I guess uh, the focus on working capital, least of all now during this difficult moment of COVID-19. Hello? Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, you got cut out there. Can you just repeat the question? Yes, yes. No, I was saying, let's talk about the size of the loans here and I guess the purpose uh, for which people would come and acquire some of these loans, which is working capital. The importance of that during this moment of uh, COVID-19. Yeah, so uh, our product offering is anywhere from 20,000 Rand all the way to 500,000 Rand. Um, we see that in our current book, the average loan that businesses are, are um getting access to is around 130,000 rand. That is just the that is just the ticket size that we've seen most demand for uh, from the businesses that we've previously served. Um, but but basically, businesses come to us, they tell us their pain points. You know, we analyze their, their financial strength of the business. You know, the last thing we want to do is to provide additional debt to a business that cannot sustain it. So, I think it's very important for us. I mean, one of our core principles at Funda is to, to, to be a responsible lender. Uh, we need to analyze and make sure that the business can sustain further debt on its balance sheet. We need to make sure that the business mm-hmm. can afford the debt because the last thing we want to do is pile on debt and then the business will not be able to pay it back. And then the business and the directors uh, fall into greater financial pressure than they were before us. So it's very important for us to to make sure we analyze it right, to be ethical, and to provide one thing like growth generative loans. You know, we've, we've never positioned ourselves in the market as like a COVID relief uh, loan. You know, guys phone us and we tell them straight away, like, I think the bank is the better way, better route to go uh, for that type of loan. We are, we are growth capital. We revenue generative capital. Um, and we want to help you grow, basically. We, we're not out to help you to help um, get out of a bad place. You know, we want to help you grow. If the business is on a growth trajectory, we are there to help, you know. No, definitely. And, and I'm quite interested uh, um, in, on your end, uh, as funded, just on the back end, sort of uh, where you're sourcing your capital, because uh, one would think that that also has a major influence on what you're able to on-lend. But uh, let's take a brief break now, and uh, when we come back, we'll unpack some of those issues. I'm in conversation with Aiden Jan. He's the CEO of Funda, and they've partnered with Telcom Business to offer working capital loans to SMMEs that are hoping to grow anything between 20,000 and half a million rand in loan sizes. We'll continue on the other side of this. 22 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's our tech conversations here on the Mighty Metro, and uh, I'm in conversation uh, with uh, Aiden Jan. He's the CEO of Funda. And uh, they are a fintech startup uh, which uh, uh, provides uh, a convenient uh, loans to um, SMMEs uh, who 
have a minimum uh, 1 million rand in turnover asset value that uh, have been operational during the current lockdown. And uh, we're talking to their CEO, Aiden Ajan. Now, Aiden, I was saying earlier before we went to the break, I guess uh, one of my areas of interest would be sort of where you're sourcing some of your own capital as uh, a fintech player and uh, I guess the influence that that then has on the terms on which you on lend to some of these entrepreneurs. So I think let me let me rewind back on this question and kind of give a give a, give a kind of a brief overview of a lending lending entity. Um, I, I, what we what we have identified is four main uh, costing structures to a, to a lending startup uh, to a lending entity, whether it be a bank or or startup or any or anything. Uh, there's a cost of acquisition. So how much it costs you to acquire a customer. There's cost of capital, which you touched on. It's how much it actually costs you to to, u- to utilize that capital and further lend it on. There's operating costs. So how much it costs you to have people sitting and analyzing the loans. And there's um, obviously marketing mar- marketing costs that comes with um, the, 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 fa- the, the business and the non-performing costs. So how much it costs you for guys that don't pay you back. Now, we cannot ever compete with the banks on the cost of capital and the cost of acquisition. Unfortunately, the banks get uh, really, really cheap sources of capital, whether it be uh, the repo rate that they lend from the Reserve Bank or whether it be a deposit that they take from from, um, consumers, including myself. Um, And we cannot compete with acquisition costs because they've got a huge, huge database um, and deposit-taking transactional accounts that they can tap into. But what we can do is we can compete with them on operational costs, and that is where we leverage technology to make sure we don't have as many warm bodies, meaning as many people overlooking all transactions, and therefore we can cut costs um, and obviously the bad and default rate. You know the the non-performing loans. We can we can definitely um, uh, by using alternative data we can definitely minimize that and beat them on that. So, with that being said, our capital is definitely not as cheap as the banks. You know we we don't have the luxury of taking deposits and take accessing such cheap capital. We have to go to, to individual investors and we have to go to people and get basically investments. You know go to investors, uh, angel investors, institutional investors, and get money on our balance sheet so we can further lend it on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, let's talk about that. Uh, uh, you know, uh, did you guys have to go out and sort of uh, put a funding round together? Are uh, you speaking about angel investors? Um, do, uh, talk, talk to me about some of, I guess, the constituent parts of um, sort of your funding mix uh, and how that, on the back of the data that you're collecting, uh, effectively has de-risked your model because I think uh, I mean that for me is a very big part of the story that uh, on the back of the different data points you're able to capture uh, on each client uh, that effectively would de-risk your model. One of the one of the biggest difficulties being in a being a lending startup and institution is access to capital. I mean we did not know the capital intense intensiveness and capital constraints that we would run into in a business like this. I mean. Essentially, you need money to lend money, right? If you don't have capital, then you can't generate revenue. So, um, at the beginning, we couldn't get access to funding. You know, we were just two young guys with an idea. Um, ideas are cheap. You know, execution is everything. Um, and people refuse to um, to give us to give us their money. You know, people work hard for their money. So, for us to just want to come and expect people to invest in our idea, 
uh, was was mm. kind of illusionary, you know. So uh, we had to bootstrap the business. My partner and I, we had to put every single last cent that we've had in savings into the business and start lending, you know, get a bit of a track record. In May 2019, we managed to access um, a relatively big funding round for us from an angel investor. And, you know, we, we're managing to, to raise further capital from our current shareholders and hopefully partner mm-hmm. up with, uh, with bigger institutional, um, institutional partners that will be able to fund our growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's also talk, I guess, about uh, your own journey and uh, what scale will potentially look like for yourselves. I mean, uh, you did indicate it's a very capital-intensive business, but I'd also think that it's a business that um, only makes sense at scale, right? If you only have about three or four people in your loan book, it really doesn't make sense. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there's a lot of businesses that only make sense at scale, but, um, you know, with a lending business, majority of the capital at hand is is essentially debt. So you, like you say, you need scale, right? Uh, you have this uh, big liability on your balance sheet and you need to make sure that that liability converts into, into equity and, 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 and revenue. Um, it's all nice and well to raise big money on your balance sheet and, and have big um, capital to deploy, but at the same time, you need to have good distribution channels to deploy that capital, right? Because... Otherwise, if you don't deploy it, it, it's called it's called lazy money, right? You're just paying uh, mm-hmm. interest and servicing capital that you're not deploying. So there's always a big balance and a big equilibrium in the lending business that you always borrow what you can lend out. Um, and that, mm-hmm. I guess, comes with school fees. You know, you just gotta gotta learn your business. You gotta learn your pain points. You gotta learn the good and the bad, um, and you gotta adjust accordingly. You know, from us uh, with us from day one. We always wanted to take small increments in ca- of capital, outlay them, prove ourselves, access more, prove ourselves, access more. So that's been our journey. I know um, some of our competitors have had a completely different journey. You know, they've accessed uh, mm. huge amounts of capital right at the beginning, and they've also done well. So there's no right or wrong. Um, that's just been our journey. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about term structure. I mean, um, one of the other issues is you know, the term structure of the capital that uh, you, you ra- managed to raise uh, vis-a-vis, I guess, the term structure of some of the loans that you're lending out. Um, how does that look like for yourselves as funder? And does it introduce, if at all, any complications to your business model? Um, so, no, you know, we, we make sure that we that our, that our funding structure is, is, is definitely covered from our angle uh, before we go and lend the money out. You know, it's very important, and that's, um, my partner, I mean, he's he's a chartered accountant. That's a, that's that's a, that's a treasury function, right? You always got to have your finger on the trigger because uh, what would happen if you took that money, lent it out, and then your your capital providers decide to call on their capital? You, uh, you'll be in a big big problem. Um, so it's it's a treasury function, you know. It's a very it's a very uh, supply and demand uh, structure within the business. And you you got to protect yourself. You know you can't tell you can't raise capital from investors and tell them, listen, you got to give it to me for life. Um, there's no term on it. So you just got to make sure that all of your funders' agreements are have sufficient runway for you to take that capital and deploy in the market. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess you know uh, uh, that's that, that's more on the sort of as you say the treasury side of things, uh, trying to manage and, and balance everything out. 
But there's also another, I guess, critical input to your operations, which is the state of play of your tech, which allows you to generate the data and the insights uh, that give you an edge over maybe sort of less tech-savvy types of uh, 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 financial services players. Talk to me about that side of things. I mean, some of the investments that you're making internally as funder to make sure that you are at the cutting edge or able at least to, to be at the frontier of uh, some of the technology that allows you to do what you do? So lending essentially is one of the biggest, one of the oldest professions out there. You know, I think today we can't innovate too much mm. on our product offering because capital is capital. Money is money. If someone needs a loan, whether it comes to me or the bank, at the end of the day, our money is the same. Um, but where we can innovate is the way we, we give that money, right? And that is where we put huge focus on how can we leverage off technology to, A, have a more seamless onboarding of the client, B, have a better experience as a client, and C, have a quicker experience. Um, that's something very important to us. Um, quick turnaround time, time is, is definitely the core of Thunder. I mean, everything is built around quick turnaround time. Why? Because that is the only way that is the only com competitive edge around the bank. Um, like I said, the bank is cheaper. The bank has more clients. The bank has cheaper access to capital. They have more talent. They have more people. They have more money than us to deploy on, on technology. But they lack the, 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 the agile and the, and the flexibility of a startup. And that's where we need to leverage technology to basically take Mm. away all those manual pain points that cause such a long and strenuous process when trying to raise, uh, get working capital as a SME. Like, like it doesn't have to be, especially when we're in such an information age. Uh, everything is available with technology. Like it, it, it opened our eyes to a point where we can automate a huge portion of our, of our onboarding process huge portion of our underwriting process, a huge portion of our servicing process. Listen, I, I, I won't tell you that everything is done by a computer because we're not there yet, uh, nor do we mm, want to get mm. there. We don't want to get there. But if I can get, if I can take 90% of the admin intensive, um, call it boring roles, then I've already won. Mm, mm, mm. And, and, I mean, I guess, you, you, you know, you're spot on. I think that's the, the, the element of the innovation in this model in that, you know, you don't have to have the same cost structure of the bricks and mortar players uh, uh, or any other similar type operation, but you're still able to effectively on-lend the capital, which is really what this uh, uh, whole process is about. Uh, I didn't, maybe last question on my end, when you look at where you are now in your business and the partnerships that you've struck up here, uh, with, uh, you know, uh, uh, Telcom Business, which I think is really a synergistic partnership because even in your own credit scoring matrix, as you as you uh, told us, a critical part of the data that would emerge from uh, YIP or Yellow Pages would be what uh, you would also be scoring on. Wh where do you see this kind of operation in the next, say, five to ten years? What are some of the other sub-segments uh, that you see yourselves morphing into? It might be now working capital support, but who knows, maybe insurance later on. Uh, what are some of the things that you're seeing down the pipe? Um, look, for us, I mean, we, we just want to we, we just want to stick to our core product offering for the moment. You know, working capital, sure. it's such a it's such a 
pain point in the South African economy. Look, there's, there's huge opportunities in, in bridging finance and invoice factoring and asset finance, but we feel like if you can master the working capital element, you can really stimulate the economy. Um, I mean, because, because invoice factoring uh, is kind of discriminatory to, to certain industries. Uh, asset finance is discriminatory to, to certain industries. Working capital is sector agnostic. You know, we can really service any type of, of SME, mm. whether it be a retailer, whether it be a food delivery business, whether it be a manufacturer or wholesaler. So, you know, for us, we really want to focus on our core product, uh, perhaps expand it in the near future. You know, currently we have a half a million rand cap uh, on our funding. Now, we'd love to, to, to expand it uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, a little bit more. Um, just so we can start tapping into bigger companies that need, that require mm-hmm. sort of funding. And, um, you know, we, we, I don't, we don't want to compete with the banks. You know, the banks can do what they do. And if businesses can tap into sure. the banks, it's great. Like we, we even advise some of our businesses that you can go to the banks, go to them, they're cheaper. But no one can beat us on uh, quickness and efficiency. And that is where we want to position ourselves in the market. We want to be the quickest. We might not be it now, um, but we definitely, that's where we want to go. That's like the five, 10 year vision. We want to be the quickest in the market, the biggest in the market, the most efficient in the market. Aiden, mm, mm. it's been a pleasure catching up with you, man, and uh, wish you all the best uh, to you and your team at uh, Funder. And uh, I mean, I guess uh, uh, the boat might have sailed for some of the people with deep pockets who are listening into this conversation. But uh, if not, uh, uh, how do people get involved uh, and uh, uh, for some of the entrepreneurs how do they access some of the support that you provide um, look you can contact us I mean uh, our website is uh, www.funder so it's f-u-n-d-r-r that's double r dot c-o dot uh, reach out to us drop a, drop a contact us I mean we, we always monitor that that uh, email uh, that's info at mm. Funder. We always monitor it. We'll definitely come back. We're always available for coffee, whether it be young entrepreneurs, whether it be uh, SMEs that want to know a little bit more about financing, not necessarily take on a product. We always want to help, uh, whether it be investors, you know, um, we can, we, we're always available for coffee and chat, maybe share our stories, maybe inspire other people, or do business together and, and try try to do something mm. together. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Aiden, so much uh, for taking time out to speak to us this evening for our tech conversation. Aiden Jan is the CEO of Funder.